Did I tell you guys that my Shatterstar action figure fell off my desk? <gasps> oh, no. He fell off my desk, and he had two both of his swords in his hands, and he fell off my desk. And now I went and found him, and I found one of his swords, but I don't know where the other is. And I feel oh so gosh. bad, like a parent that, like, his, like, their kid, like, <laughs> lost their favorite toy, and now I can't find it. Like, I'm very guilty about it. No joke. My, my kid has a favorite stuffed animal, and we were so terrified about losing it that we somehow found another one, and we have it tucked back, just in case. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> Good. And it's from a crane machine, so it was really hard to find. Oh, my God. That's dedication. Yeah. A-plus parenting there. It was, it was more just like there was one night where it took a while to find, and we're like, man, if this was, like, permanent. Oh, man. <laughs> Like, I had a similar situation. So, like, I had a Velveteen Rabbit. And I literally, I loved it to death until it was threadbare, just like the Velveteen Rabbit in the book, which is the saddest book ever, also. Or I didn't have a Velveteen Rabbit. I had a Peter Rabbit. But the Velveteen Rabbit made me think of Peter Rabbit. That was what it was. Um, So my parents got me a brand new shiny Peter Rabbit when my old one was worn out of fur and it was, like, like bone white. But I... Didn't love that one as much as the original. <laughs> no, that's fair. That's fair. It's like, this one's been with me forever. Yeah. I mean, I don't know where his sword could have gone. Like, I, I don't. <laughs> do, you, do you think, like, your dog or your cat took it? No. I think it's behind the desk somewhere. But he's now he's, like, sitting here staring at me with, like, only one <laughs> sword. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm just imagining, like, Star tumbling out of something and falling on his butt and losing his sword and being sad about it i mean he he'd be mad he'd be upset about it like he would actually be upset about it yeah he did try and take his swords into the airport once like through security like cuts me on it that was simpler times too they're very important to him yeah they are he's like i got i'm going to see my best friend like off at the airport i better take my swords this is my comfort object I mean, it kind of is, like, let's be honest. But, yeah, so that's that's what's happened to me recently. <laughs> Charlie, did you have a favorite stuffed animal or toy as a kid? I never had a stuffed animal when I was a kid because I had, like, action figures. I had a giant plastic tub full of Ninja Turtles. Like, I played with that, that kind of stuff. I didn't have, like, a stuffed animal that I slept with. At all. Like, I have more stuffed animals now than I ever did when I was actually a kid. Like, I just played with, like, Legos, like, and action figures. Like, I had a bunch of street sharks. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I had a bunch of street sharks and Ninja Turtles. And I had the I had the Donatello action figure that you wound up and you put him down and he would f- do a flip. Not eloquently, but he would, like, flip over on his own, but you'd, he'd land, like, on his face. So you'd pick him up. Yeah, of course. Yeah, but I I had that kind of stuff. I never actually had a stuffed animal that I got, like, super upset about losing. I only get upset when the stuffed animals I have now get, like, eaten by things. (laughs) So. So you just, like, just slept in your bed under your blankets without any, like, stuffed animal? Yeah, I didn't. I don't know. I just didn't have anything like that. I'm not sure. Like, that's very strange, I know. But, like. No, I mean... I don't even sleep with anything now. Like, I have a bunch of stuffed animals, but if I keep them on my bed, my dog will just, like, come at them. So they're, like, up 
away from things. So the closest I got, I get to the stuffed animal is like is Thomas the frog. But that's only a sometimes stuffed animal, so. That's only a sometimes yeah. stuffed animal. Yeah. So <laughs> Like cookies are a sometimes food? Yeah, like Thomas well, you have the a, frog. You have, you have joint custody of Thomas, don't you? Um, yeah, that's right. That's why it's only a sometimes. My friend Gio owns Thomas the frog. Sometimes I get to have Thomas, mm. sometimes I don't. It's just the way it is. That's all, that's all right. I do have a stuffed spider. He's very nice. Uh, Mikey bought me a stuffed spider. He's right here. Oh, yeah, I bought you a rancho. Yeah, I got a rancho, and I have a tiny banana alligator, or a banana crocodile. Aww. Very cute. Um, but they're all sitting up and away because, you know. What about you, Chris? Did you have, like, a favorite toy or stuffed animal when you were little? No, I absolutely did. Um, my favorite stuffed animal was um, a cat named Kitty Meow. Yes. That I got when I was two years old for Christmas, and it was in the back of a dump truck. Kitty Meow is actually my earliest memory. Kitty Meow in the dump truck. Wow. Yeah, and actually right now, my um, oldest kid is uh, probably snuggling with Kitty Meow in, uh, in, his, in his crib. Well, in his bed. Oh, we converted Aww. it to a, to a bed. <laughs> yeah. Aww. That's really good. Yep. Kitty Meow is, has been with you all this time. That's so sweet. <laughs> yeah, I'm, since I'm an only child, my parents definitely saved Kitty Meow for, for a potential, potential child. Good. But I don't have any... It, it just have very cute stories with Kitty Meow. It, no, it's a very wholesome funny. story. I liked it a lot, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we need more wholesome we things. We need more wholesome things. Yeah, In these trying times. that's true yeah no I I agree most definitely And welcome to The Young Ones, a podcast about teen superhero teams and why we love them. My name is Charlie, and I use they-them pronouns. And I'm Mikey, and I use he-him pronouns. And this is episode, still in my keeping of going forward with the numbering system, I'm pretty sure this is 26. Yes, that is correct. Yeah, I got it right. This is 26. (laughs) And today we're joined by a good friend. We have a guest, yes. Would you like to introduce yourself, Chris? (laughs) Oh, certainly. Hi, I'm uh, Chris Edelman. I am uh, the host, well, co-host rather, of another podcast called Chris's on Infinite Earths, where um, me and my wife, Christy, look at comic book events and crossovers. I'm really thrilled to be on the show. I'm so happy. I'm so (laughs) happy to have you. Yeah, your podcast name is also very good. So, yes, (laughs) (laughs) like it's super, super good. Um, And your podcast is really fun. So. I'm glad you're here, Chris, because you were, like, one of the first people that, like, came in, like, out to say our podcast was, like, something you should listen to. So thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, credit where credit's due. Well, thank you. That's very nice of you to say. (laughs) We are going to talk about something really fun for the episode proper. But since today was San Diego Comic-Con... The last day of San Diego Comic-Con, and it'll be a bit before we have anything else like this again. There was an X-Men panel today, 
and there was some things announced. Maybe not the things <sighs> everybody thought there was going to be announced, but there were some things announced. So I would like to talk to you about that so Mikey doesn't have to talk to you about X-Men Gold. <laughs> <laughs> I was out all day, so I've missed all of this, so I'm very eager to hear about what happened at the panels. Uh, Meanwhile, I was quickly refreshing it before I got in the car to drive three hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, I just like hung out and watched uh, New- Newsarama's basically live tweeting of it. It wasn't on Twitter. It was like on their feed, but it wasn't like yeah broadcast like, weird live blog thing. And the more I was thinking about it, I'm like, why don't why don't they broadcast these things? Like, I would pay money. Yeah, like, it is shocking. It's because Twitch would take that up. I don't know about that, but for some of it, I know, like, it's an IP thing. Like, when they have the, like, world-exclusive yeah. trailers, they want to keep that in a closed room so that it doesn't leak out. Like, it's it's weird. Because that works so well. Yeah, like, I don't approve of the practice, but, like, Disney does the same thing at the D... D23. Yeah, D23. But yeah, I wish like some of the panels streaming is a weird thing because not that many cons do it, actually. Like even PAX doesn't stream all their panels and it's actually really hard to find a venue that will have the Internet bandwidth to do all of those things. And it's a huge like logistical issue, actually. So Yeah, PAX really didn't. I went there one year and come to think of it, they they totally did not. Yeah, they only stream like the four main rooms. And yeah. sometimes the stage. Um, I think they stream the stage now. Yeah, I think they they streamed. I mostly went for magic at the time, but oh, I think yeah. they streamed the D and D thing, and then they streamed the end of the magic party because it was like a, there was like a big card reveal. Mm. I mean, either way, I watched it. Chris was also refreshing it. You missed it, so we'll be happy to fill you in. So on the very exciting news, there's like one very very nugget of incredible but there is, yeah there's a chunk of very good um and there is a very nebulous teaser um which some people aren't happy okay. with at all um just so you know uncanny x-men will be back in november okay that's all that's it though that's all they said <laughs> oh okay is that the nugget no 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 it gets better it gets better it gets better but, no it it's honestly like this is like the tier of you know how a few days ago they released the this is the X symbol and this said like fall 2018. Yeah. And you just kind of had to deal with it. This is like they've done one echelon up from that, which is we got a name. That's it. It's Uncanny X-Men. According to Jordan mm-hmm. White, it's not what you think it'll be. Okay. Yep. Whatever that means. And I'm hoping I'm hoping that it's just I'm hoping that it's Jamie Madrox is on that team. <laughs> <laughs> Because Matt did say something was coming, big was coming for Jamie. I'm hoping that that's what it is. Because I'll laugh my ass off if Uncanny X-Men is a bunch of C-listers. <laughs> that would well, be... Well, definitely I, not canny. Yeah. Yeah, that would be a lot. It would be. And unfortunately, <laughs> I don't think it would sell books. But <laughs> one can dream. But the nugget that did happen, you remember X-Men Black teased, Mikey? Yes. X-Men Black is not a team book. X-Men Black is a series of one-shots that will be coming out weekly in October. Interesting. More interesting. Uh-huh. Zach, uh, Zach Thompson and Lonnie Nadler will be writing an apocalypse story for it because it's a villain one-shots. 
Yeah, I see that. And Emma Frost with Leah Williams, Williams and Chris and ah! Leah Williams and Chris Boccolo. Is this the first thing that he's drawn for a while? Yeah. I think it might be. Since Doctor Strange, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, since Doctor Strange. And Chris Claremont is writing a Magneto story. I see that. I know um, there's going to be some people. I know some people have conflicted opinions about like latter age Claremont stuff. So that'll be interesting to see how that winds up. I'm not I so- love how he writes Magneto, though. I, I also do. I also do. Yeah, this could be a very good thing. And there's it's just weird that there's going to be a Mojo story. Like of all the things of all the things like that's yeah. going to be a thing. And drawn by Nick Bradshaw, who actually is a. Pretty good. He's got a good style pick. for it. He's yeah. got a good style for it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the the writer is Scott Ackerman. Is this like the same like the the one the podcaster Scott Ackerman? He's like a comedian, so I think you're correct. Yeah. That's pretty wild. I'm, yeah, this is I wonder like, if he's written any comics. I don't think so. And also this is so weird that they're going like outside the scope of like they do this sometimes, so they go outside the scope of, like, people with established writing, like, novels, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? They just go and, like, like hey, want to do this or something? Um, yeah, this is the first thing that's kind of like this that he's done, but he did write some additional dialogue for Shark 2004 Shark Tale. No, I just found out he wrote a few comic books. He wrote a five-page ba- <laughs> I'm sorry. That is, that's very silly. <laughs> Go for it, Chris. He, he did write a few things. He wrote de, um, de, a five-page backup story in Deadpool. Okay. A ten-page story in Secret Wars Journal. So that, that was a bit ago. Which one? What story was that? Uh, it was from number three, but I don't know. I just, I just, I um, I just used the easiest source. So okay. I just found him on Wikipedia. And then he wrote a Spider-Man in Deadpool. So you know, he's written a few things, I guess. Okay. I mean, sure. Sure. Uh I love Nick Bradshaw drawing Mojo, though. That sounds No, really I think that's a very good fit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we have, I don't know who Robbie Thompson is. Is he, all, is he the guy that's writing Spider-Man and Deadpool right now? I don't know. I can't. I should have been more prepared. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know that one. Yeah, but he's writing a Juggernaut story. I don't know who Sean Crystal is. Oh, um. Oh! The story that he wrote was the Doc Samson story in Secret Wars Journal. Oh. Oh, neat. Okay. Robbie Thompson wrote Spidey, which was really good. Oh, okay. I don't know what that is, but I'm glad you do. It was kind of a by-itself, all-ages Spider-Man comic that was coming out for a little bit. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm, that sounds I'm on, good. That, I'm on board for anything that's all-ages, so it's, it's fine. Yeah. No, agreed. Yeah. And uh, I don't know how to say her name, Chris. Do you know how to say her name? She frequents us in our explain. She does. I think it's Shannon. Okay. Yeah, Shannon McGuire, she's very, very nice, and I'm excited that she gets to write a Mystique one-shot. Yes. Uh, she is She is in a, a community with us, and she is very sweet. Mm-hmm. And she will also be writing uh, Spider-Gwen ongoing. She took charge of that from oh, Jason. Excellent. Oh, that's right. Yeah, she took charge of that from Jason Latour, because his last issue was um, last Wednesday. Ugh. It's like only good people have worked on that. So. She will now be known as Ghost Spider, however, so that is that is the title of the book. Well, I guess she really wasn't she wasn't known as Spider Gwen, really, other than I mean like colloquially. No. We know her as Spider Gwen inside right. yeah. inside Earth 65, she's Spider Woman. 
Right. Yeah. I don't think you'd call yourself Spider Gwen if you had a secret identity. <laughs> yeah. 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 That kind of like, uh, kind of defeats the purpose there. Also, <laughs> I got dragged today because there was somebody at the, there was somebody at this panel when somebody brought up, um, somebody brought up Shatterstar Solo. They brought up Shatterstar Solo and they actually showed the cover for issue two, which is gorgeous. Mm hmm. Yeah, I saw the full like, cover. It was like also in October. Shatterstar is getting a solo series from Tim Seeley, Carlos Sevilla, and um, uh, Gerardo Sandoval. A fan in the audience called out for Shatterstar's ex Richter to join the title. Wow! <laughs> and first of first of all, Newsarama got it wrong, and I actually corrected them on it because he's not Richter's ex. So read some comic books, I guess. Like this is Newsarama. Yeah, Newsarama. Come on, but. I corrected them on that fact, but that was just funny because everyone was like, I didn't know that that genetic ghost was at SDCC. (laughs) In spirit. Yeah, I mean, I would never shout anything out. Like, I would never do that. That's literally embarrassing. (laughs) I might ask a question about it, but I would never, like, physically, like, shout at, like, a a moderated panel. That is... Yeah. um, It's a little... It's a little much. You're actually, like, much more chill. Like, not that you're not chill online, but you are very chill, chill in person. Yes, I, I don't, I'm very reserved and I don't want anyone coming at me with things. So I usually just like keep my questions to myself unless I can like voice them in a very professional manner. I'm also really excited about the spider, the spider women book. That's <gasps> yeah, that looks so good. Like we haven't seen Mayday Parker in I don't even know how long. I don't even know if she was in Spider Island it was like probably the last or like I don't think she. I know she wasn't in Spider-Verse. But because she was MC2, I think is what that like line was called. Right. That And she's like the yeah, she's the only enduring character from it. Yeah, because everyone else i don't think they like explicitly died but nobody like cares about them which is really unfortunate because from what i've read and known like her supporting cast was actually really neat but she's back and then i forget who the the third spider woman is but spinneret yeah who i don't know that much about no me neither is that the is that the um mary jane and peter's kid from Renew your vows. It might be, but I'm most excited for Anya Corazon because she's like one of my favorite characters. Oh yeah, you're. Uh, she was from. Oh no, it is your Renew Your Vows. You're right. You're right. Yep. It's Mary Jane from Renew Your Vows. Oh, all right. Goodness gracious. So there we go. Everyone's jumping in the pool. Yeah. Is this called Spider? No, that Spider Force is a different thing. No, it's Spider Women. I know, but Spider Force is a different thing that's also happening. There is a Spider Force. <laughs> Remember when we talked about the spider totems on the podcast? The spider totems are involved in Spider Women. Oh, good. Mm. Yeah, so that's a thing. I'm glad that's coming back. Yeah, in like non-comics news, so they released, finally, they had announced a new Ninja Turtles cartoon, but there wasn't really any like animation from it. But then they released, like, an eight-minute trailer over, like, I think on Friday. Yeah, it was Friday. I'm, I have things I like about it and things I don't like as someone that likes Ninja Turtles. 
I'm not like super Turtles fan, but like I've watched the movie and I used to watch the cartoon and the live action stuff. I haven't watched any of the 3D animated stuff, but just because I tend not to like 3D animated shows, they're harder for me to follow for some reason. Mm. But I'm curious. I don't know, Chris, if you got to see that, but I'm curious if you did um, what your thoughts are and what Charlie's thoughts are on that trailer. I did not get to see it. I um, I watched Turtles a lot as a kid. It has not particularly endured for me as an adult <laughs> compared to other things. That's totally fair. Yeah, i i did I did watch the I did watch the trailer. I really don't have any problems with it. I really like the animation style. Like I think it's like cool and interesting. I know that people have issues with the fact that like everyone gets a little bit of a different kind of weapon in the show. Because that's just like, yeah, that I'm fine with. I think it's a conceit of the show. I I didn't really have an issue. Yeah, one of the executive producers I think is or was a storyboarder on Samurai Jack, so there's a lot of like Samurai Jack inspiration from the way that everyone moves and the way the animation looks. I like the way the animation looks in general, except I really don't like they like redesigned Master Splinter, and. It's not a great look for a lot of reasons, but I'm interested. I don't know if it's something that I'm going to like end up watching, but I liked I actually like the redesigns of the turtles and I like Donnie as like a hacker, like maker guy, because now he has like drones and stuff, which I think is really cool. I think that's a cool twist on the original formula. Yeah, no, I like it when someone can do something like new with 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 that so you know yeah i can't wait to hear how it's going to be ruining someone's childhood though because that's <laughs> yeah. gonna happen, I'm sure. yeah oh, Lord, there's been a lot of that yeah hasn't there the marvel rising trailer was really good though too i really like squirrel girl in that and seeing kamala on screen was cool oh yeah that is that is very cool yeah i'm glad that's a thing that's happening yeah it's it's a limited animation series right i think so i think so yeah yeah it's not a full series, but it's not a single movie. I think that mm-hmm. that sounds right. I really love um Ghost Spider Spider Gwen's look in that too. Like she's got like a side shave, if I'm remembering correctly. Oh, neat. Yeah, no, she's. I mean, ever, anyone who gets an undercut is uh, a plus in my book. So yeah, and they showed a bit, a little bit of the Mary Janes, I think, in the trailer, which was neat. They showed her on drums. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> well, yeah, no, that's good. Yeah. So yeah, so Young Justice also looked good. Young Justice also has a trailer. Um, that's more relevant to the episode we just had. We're not going to talk about the the other DC properties. Oh, the other thing, yeah. Whew. I mean, Shazam looks all right, but everything else. Uh, t- Titans doesn't. Um, I said, <laughs> I just said it. I just said it out loud. Uh, it's fine. I don't even know if they're teenage in this, so I don't know. If, uh, this might be outside your wheelhouse. I mean, it is teenage young adults, but it's outside my wheelhouse because there ain't no way I'm watching that mess. (laughs) The only thing that looked good about that trailer, the literal only thing that looked good was Corey's look, Starfire. But I would rather have her outside of this mess. Yeah, it looks it looks pretty bad. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's it's like somebody goes. Oh, wow. The Inhumans is the worst looking modern uh, live action superhero show. And DC goes, hold my beer and then makes Titans. (laughs) 
tweet that, Mikey. It's good. <laughs> it's and that was like that's their flagship announcement. They're like new streaming service. Check this out. Check this one. Check this one out. Like honestly, Young Justice being exclusive to DC Universe is more of a get than Titans, in my opinion. I'm excited because I really want to show my kiddo Brave and the Bold, the Batman yeah, cartoon. Yeah, yeah, Brave and the Bold and that's is gonna be on there. It wasn't my favorite, like personally, but I like. I'm always glad when the shows incorporate a lot of the comics canon in like a really cool way. And Brave and the Bold mm-hmm. was absolutely like I need to go back and watch the Emperor Joker episode because Emperor Joker is one of my favorite DC books of all time. And I didn't realize that they had done an Emperor Joker episode because that's where oh. uh, it's technically a Batman story, but it features Superman more. It's where like basically the Joker becomes Mojo is the best mm-hmm. way to describe it. Like the Joker takes over the Joker gets some equivalent of like the cosmic cube and is able to like remake the universe with him like in his own image. And so everything just gets weird and surreal and full of joker things but like not in a scary spooky edgy way like some of the other like um some of the other joker stuff or like the video games it's all like super goofy and weird so they did an episode on that and that's super cool yeah i really love their aquaman (laughs) yeah i don't know how to feel about the aquaman trailer though (laughs) Somebody said, I saw on, like, another community that I'm part of, like, DC tries to do everything. Like, they don't have a clear, they want to put the kitchen sink in each of their shows, and none of them, like, the say what you will about the Marvel formula, but each of the Marvel formula has a, jo- a genre that it's going for, and it almost always sticks the landing on that genre. Like, it's much more, they're much more focused affairs. Mm-hmm. Whereas like Aquaman, you have some weird humor, you have romance, you have you have goofs, you have epic battles, you have military power, you have powers, you have like it's just <laughs> like if they would have picked one. I liked having like weird, goofy dinosaurs in the trailer, but I don't know. I don't know what y'all thought about that. I don't know if y'all saw it. I did. Um, I. Eh. I was just kind of, I was kind of whelmed by it. There was yeah. nothing that was really standing out to me. Yeah. I know a lot of people liked it. Yeah, a here's the thing. If Twitter. you, like, really like Aquaman, I think you're, like, dead set on this one, right? Like, I think that's that's how a lot of people feel about a lot of things they like. So, it's yeah. like, I'm For just sure. going to give this the benefit of the doubt. Like, hopefully, I don't have a dog in this, I don't have a dog in this area. I'm not going to say fight. I don't want to think about dogs fighting. Um, I don't have a dog in this area, so... <laughs> You don't have a dog in this pound, yeah, <laughs> or or from or in this uh this field or yard. Yeah, I, I yeah I don't have my dog is not in this yard. <laughs> it's in my yard. So, um, there you go. <laughs> dog is no, in I'm my just yard. imagining you like grabbing a dog and putting it from one yard to the other. But yeah, I think I saw a lot of people like worry that it's going to be like Green Lantern, but like really at this point, if it's a good DC movie, then I'll hear about it. And maybe that's me being, like, really cynical about it. But, like, honestly, yeah, Whelmed is a really good way to put it. Because, like, I'm so nonplussed by the trailer that it's just like, okay, sure. Basically. There's, yeah, there's 
there's a lot of things in this trailer. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't terribly excited by a whole lot of the SDC SDCC trailers. No. Yeah, even um I really wanted to love there's a new uh thing coming out from some of the team that worked on Avatar the Last Airbender uh from Wonderstorm, uh which is actually where the community manager for one of the sites that I moderate the community for, like she left and became their head of community management. The Dragon Prince trailer, it it had some interesting things in it, but it had this weird, like, it was like 3D animation that was trying to look like stop motion, but it ended up looking like just like it had a really low frame rate. Mm. Oh, that's... And it was kind of, it was kind of bad to watch. Oh. Like, the animation wasn't smooth. It's like, it does the thing where, like, you know how in Edge of Spider-Verse, like, everything kind of has, like, a stop-motion effect, but it works there because it's animated frame by frame? Mm-hmm. This is just, like, someone's face will be static, and then they'll, like, blink in a, f- like, couple frames, and then they'll, like, abruptly, like, turn, but it's, like, not a smooth motion. It's, like, eh, 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 eh. and it's, it was a weird thing to watch. That's bizarre. And I really, I don't think I'm going to be able to watch it if that's what it is, which is a shame because I was really excited for it for a lot of reasons. Um, Mostly because like the poster looked really cool and like the premise of more Avatar looked cool, but yeah, I mean, She-Ra She-Ra, yeah, She-Ra She-Ra looks like more my speed, honestly. People get upset about that one. Well, yeah, they didn't watch She-Ra. They're just mad to be mad. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I liked how JMS like set everyone straight though. Like, I don't know if y'all saw that, but JMS like laid down the law and he's like, nowhere in our Bible for She-Ra did we have anything about her being like the most beautiful or any of this. Like, this is how we wrote it. We had to make some concessions to Mattel here like on her armor and her high heels and I didn't want to do it but they said to do it but like everything else like this is how we wrote her this is why she was this way and like this is them reimagining it in a very good way and like JMS has been he's done so much stuff at this point like he did that he did Thor he did Sense8 like he did um Babylon 5 like John Michael Straczynski so he was just like setting them all straight in this big Twitter thread, and it was very good. Yeah, just like drop it, basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, I I made this, and you're wrong. And you're yeah, wrong. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if we had more people be like that, you know, it's yeah. If we had more people that be be like that, we would live in a better world. Yeah. But that is your San Diego Comic Con wrap up, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And speaking of old school 90s action shows uh, or that was in the eight that was before the 90s it's okay. speaking of the 90s yeah, which i do quite often <laughs> this week we indulged in a little thing called mighty morphin power ranger <laughs> go go power rangers mikey's did a spot on that theme is so metal it's i love so it so <laughs> good i forgot let's talk about okay okay let's talk about how good the theme song is yeah, and then it's they have, so I forgot, like, there's that, and then they have, like, guitar stings throughout. Like, yeah. the music in this show is so rad, actually, and, like, <laughs> rad in both the I love it way and rad in, like, the this is the most 90s thing way. Oh, it is. that 
nothing encapsulates the 90s for me quite like Power Rangers, because even with my dorky, like, musically kind of, I, I was not I was not up on the newest music when I was a little kid, but I was up on the Power Rangers, and mm-hmm. it is so 90s to me. <laughs> yeah, it's, the the theme song is up there in, like, probably one of the greatest theme songs of all time for me. Like, we could put it into different categories. Like, cartoons is, like, definitely one thing. I think this is right up there with the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles theme song. Yeah, I was going to say the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is also good. It's also Street very, Sharks very is, good. was all right. Street Sharks is not, does not hold a candle to either one of the two I just mentioned. Oh, yeah, no. I'm of, like, mixed minds on one thing that was, like, really important for me was Sailor Moon. But I'm of mixed minds because now having listened to the actual Japanese theme, which is like totally different, I like the Japanese one better. No, it's better. Like, oh, oh, fun fact: Chris likes Sailor Moon too. So if we ever oh, need to talk about that, I would love to talk about Sailor Moon because that. So funny story: I actually used to watch a lot of Power Rangers like after school. Mm-hmm. But what happened is like I had a TV in my room. I don't know how I managed to get a TV in my room, but I was I had a TV in my room. But my little brother was much younger than me. Like he's three years younger and he would come into my room and watch Power Rangers. And once my mom saw how violent it was for me at like five or six, she was like, you can't watch that anymore. So there was like a point in time like I didn't start watching it again then until I was a little bit older because uh, people like I would watch then in daycare, we would watch the movies and sometimes when it would come on the TV, we'd watch those episodes. So like I was a Power Rangers fan. The biggest memories I have of Power Rangers is actually reading the episode description back of the box on the video cassettes in the video store, <laughs> <laughs> which is also very yeah, 90s. Wh- what is uh, yeah, I was going to say is that the most 90s thing? That's the most 90s thing. What is uh what was your what is your memories of Power Rangers, Chris? I remember the very first episode. And I was I was very young. I was like 5. So it's 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 pretty amazing that I remember that. Um <laughs> there's a few other things about Power Rangers. After the first season, uh I I remember a, a few episodes we're going to talk about pretty strongly. But after the first season, um uh, they had a primetime premiere of the second season. That's when Lord Zed came in, which mm-hmm. Lord Zed is terrifying if you're a child. He's like, a, he's made it's of true. like bloody muscles. It's true. <laughs> and when it premiered, I like absolutely begged my parents to watch it during primetime when that was definitely not a time that I usually got to control the television. <laughs> and they let me do it like just the one time because I was like, it's only going to happen today. It's only going to happen today. And they're like, sure, sure. Yeah. Begging your parents to use the TV when there was like a special event on is also an extremely 90s thing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We didn't have cable. Yeah. And I don't even think we had like a VHS or a VCR at that point. Like we had a tape player, but I don't know that it could record. Mm -hmm. I watched Power Rangers all the time. So much so that when the Power Rangers, like the movie, the Power Rangers movie that came out fairly recently, when the trailer was on, my mom was like, hey, you used to watch Power Rangers all the time. Like, she's like, isn't that the Power Rangers you used to watch all the time? And I'm like, good on you, mom, for remembering that, I guess. Like, 
I don't know why. Like, I, I liked all that kind of stuff. Like, it was, I mean, it was a show, it was just an sh- entertaining show to watch. Like, when you're a kid, you just kind of watch things, right? Like, yeah. you, you don't pick up, like, like mm, I gotta really see what's going on here. Like, <laughs> um, it was also on every day, though. That's true. That's true. And there are so many episodes of Power Rangers. Like, even just Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Yeah. In which, um, I will now talk to you about all the different Power Ranger iterations. So, obviously, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, Power Rangers Zeo, Power Rangers Turbo, Power Rangers in Space, Power Rangers Lost Galaxy. I remember that one. Wait, was it literally called Power Rangers in Space? Yes. Yeah. Wow. Power Rangers Lightspeed Rescue. I remember that one, too. Power Rangers Time Force. Power Rangers Wild Force, Power Rangers Ninja Storm, Power Rangers Dino Thunder, remember that one too, Tommy came back, Power Rangers SPD, Power Rangers Mystic Force, Power Rangers Operation Overdrive, Power Rangers Jungle Fury, Power Rangers RPM, Power Rangers Samurai, Power Rangers Super Samurai, Power Rangers Megaforce, Power Rangers Super Megaforce, Power Rangers Dino Charge, (laughs) Power Rangers Ninja Steel and Power Rangers Beast Morphers. Do you have all that? There's so many. It's interesting because, like, it's not dissimilar from how, um, like, Sentai and Tokusatsu is in Japan. Like, I mean, it's based off of those. Right, right. But it's, like, the only one that really, like, got traction in the U.S. Because I think they did, like... They imported, like, one of the common writers into the U.S. and called it, like, something completely different, which I think it was also a Saban property. hmm But it, like, didn't even last a season, whereas, like, Power Rangers has had this somehow, like, extremely enduring force, which is really interesting to me. Yeah. And if you don't know, obviously, Power Rangers, the kid part is filmed here. Um, Power Rangers, the Super Sentai battles is definitely the Super Sentai. <laughs> yeah, it's like stock foot. Like when I learned that Power Rangers wasn't just filmed all, like wasn't all just discreetly made for Power Rangers, but that they like took stuff from the Sentai shows and like dubbed over it and like cut it out like stock footage, like that was like earth shattering to me. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I, I, I literally had like no inkling. Yeah. And I was I like, no oh, idea. this is why this is why Rita Repulsa and Scorpina are both Japanese women. Yep. Oh, it's mm-hmm. because the, <laughs> it's literally from Japan. Yeah. Now, Lord Zed was not a Japanese thing. No, that was definitely That's a, when they started to do their own thing. Yeah. That, and I, I don't know how much they take from the Super Sentai shows now. No, they still do. They still do. I, I was looking it up today. But mm-hmm. I didn't I don't know if it's to a higher extent or if it's to a lower extent. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, that's just still going on. And we'll have a Power Rangers as long as there's a Super Sentai show. So keep on keeping on. It's it's definitely still happening. Yeah, they're they're actually taking from like six years back. Yeah, so that's why there's so much Power Rangers. Okay. I looked it up because I had to go look it up. Common Rider was brought into the U.S. for it was actually 
yeah, it was like a year, not even, um, as Savon's mast writer. And the only way I found out about it was because I got a toy at Burger King. Like Burger King did like a Sabon promotion and I got that guy instead of the like girl toy that I wanted. And I was like, oh, because <laughs> I um, I think they had a toy from my favorite Sabon property at the time, which was Tenko and the Jewels of the something or other. I don't remember exactly what it, it was. It was really, it really imprinted on you. I can tell. Yeah, <laughs> enduring legacy for it, sure. It had a really weird and awkward name, and but I had the action figure like for her. It like it was like it was like a mix of Magical Girl and like Sentai stuff because it had like the action sequences, but it was also like mystical jewels. Um, but yeah. Well, do you guys remember Big Bad Beetleborgs? Yes. Yes, I do. I vaguely do, yeah. That one apparently, I didn't know this either, but it also like did the Power Rangers formula where it definitely stole. Oh, it stole for okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was it was Sabon's Tenko and the Guardians of Ma- of the Magic. There's a proper <laughs> article there. All right. It's an American French magical girl cartoon. Hmm. I had no idea it was French. Could have fooled me. Uh yeah, I wouldn't have known, but you know that's just that's just how these things go, but it was very this this was was a very I'm not gonna say formative, but like everybody knows about the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, right? Like oh, of course, I can't imagine a world in which I mean I guess now like maybe kids now don't know about Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, mm. but I was talking about it this weekend, and I have a sister in law who's 18, uh-huh. so uh, 12 years younger than me. She knows Power Rangers. Oh, okay. Uh, all right. I, I just I was ho- I was really hoping things don't get lost to the void of time because that would be really upsetting. <laughs> but I, I mean, we all we we Chris and I watched some good episodes. Uh, Mikey uh, did some watching of some things. If you don't know, and I'm sad. I'm sad if you don't. The Mighty Morphin Power Rangers are the exploits of. Uh, teenage some teenagers with attitude so jason trini billy kimberly and zach and the magical space wizard zordon and alpha phi which is his robot and they fight against rita repulsa and goldar and her other minions that i don't remember their names and i'm so sorry about that uh there's finster who makes the monsters there's also the the putties are like what he makes, right? Or at the, least yes, and, like and the he mooks. also makes the like the like uh, the mid boss sort of beast, right? Right. The the weekly monsters. Oh, there's Babu is one of them because there's two little blue dudes, <laughs> and one of them is Babu. They, they like never do anything though. They are they're like the peanut gallery of that of that crew. <laughs> Um, I me- I didn't mention Tommy because Tommy's special. He is, and I didn't mention uh, Bulk and Skull because they're also very special. Yeah, I was gonna say like <laughs> speaking of special. peanut gallery. Well, they're not really the peanut gallery though. <laughs> no, we Chris and I briefly talked about the fact that Bulk and Skull are supposed to be bullies, but how is that possible when all the Power Rangers kids are the popular kids? Yeah. <laughs> also, like. 
they also have and I know like part of the like Power Rangers code is to not use your powers for selfish things, but they also like don't have mystical powers and the Power Rangers, even without their powers, are much more physically adept than them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, I don't I don't understand how they could be anything but like comic relief ever, but you know. Right. Like they they can be pretty creepy. Like It's true. They like they hit on the girls in like a real mostly Kimberly, I feel like, in kind of a gross way. That's how you know that they're the bad guys. Yeah, they hit on the <laughs> like they hit on the girls, like the one okay. The in in Green with Evil part one uh they hit on kimberly and then tommy just stands behind them and says she said leave her alone and then punches the air a lot and then they leave (laughs) (laughs) no joke (laughs) no it's true (laughs) there's green with evil um so that's the that's the, the well. Are we getting ahead of ourselves? Do we need to go like way back? <sighs> Mikey watched the pilot. Do you want to talk about the pilot, Mikey? I well, I also watched some like best of moments. I like don't think I ever realized when I was a kid. Like I didn't put two and two together. Like I was, I don't know. I was really good at like not putting two and two together as a kid with like weird things. But for whatever reason. Even though I was really into, like, the story of Power Rangers on the back of these VHS tapes that I wasn't able to rent, like, I didn't remember any, for many of the episodes that I watched as a kid, like, how much story there was and, like, the drama stuff, which is funny because that's such a central component of, um, like, Sentai and Tokusatsu in Japan. So, like, I didn't realize that was kept in Power Rangers until I like went back and I was like wow like I never remember I didn't realize there was like romance and like plot lines outside of Power mm-hmm. Ranger stuff like there's this whole like soap opera component that I was just completely unaware of as a child <laughs> yeah oh yeah it's it's very comic booky oh yeah absolutely and it's like and it, it's like not, it's never subtle. Right. Mm-mm. It is in your face. Yeah, it's absolutely never subtle. And just the length, it, the, the length at which they, they go to tell you that like the actors over time get better in the show, but like sometimes they're so awkward that it's very believable that they're actually teenagers. Like Jason's the one that's got his shit together the most or what you, you're supposed to think that, right? Mm-hmm. and he's also just like he's just like there most of the time he's not like doing much of anything so like, i'm here i like to punch stuff like he's the leader i guess would you say the red ranger is the leader at least for a while yeah yeah like he does get the tyrannosaurus like he does i also forgot how like or probably didn't realize at the time billy was I like how he's this, like, extremely cut dude with, like, extremely cut cheekbones, and then they put, like, glasses on him, and that makes him the nerd. (laughs) You know. He's got, like, huge arms. I know! (laughs) Like, there's no way that that kid isn't, like, extremely built, and then, like, in the the pilot, he's like, oh, I don't know if I did good in class today. (laughs) 
So what did you Jesus. think about what do you think about the pilot after re-examining it, Chris? Um I so I watched I watched the pilot again actually a couple of years ago. I got got on a weird Power Rangers kick and discovered it was all on Netflix, which All of it is on Netflix. Yeah. All of it. All of I it. Didn't Not know just that. Mighty Morphin. All of it. All of it. The it's it's pretty pretty buck wild. And it was I I wanted to watch it because it's when I finally figured out that it was uh it was, you know, directly stolen. Well, yeah, I'm not stolen, borrowed, yeah. used from yeah. um, Super Sentai in Japan. And I was trying to sort of figure out the elements. And I love that there's just astronauts on the moon. <laughs> and they're just, they like literally find like something that is clearly left there by an alien. And they say, they say it looks like a space dumpster to me. <laughs> Like, I've never seen one before. Yeah, like I know exactly what a space dumpster is, and this is one of them. And Let's see what trash aliens threw out. And then we cut to a gym and juice bar, which, like, that wasn't even a thing that you had in the 90s, like, anywhere. Are you sure? Unless you were in California. Well, this is in California. Yeah. Well, that's where Angel Grove is, right? Yeah. Well, right, but... Like, that's not a thing that most people, like, I remember reading Babysitter's Club and then making a big deal out of Dawn being a vegetarian because she was from California, and that's how, like, Californians just are. Yeah, I grew up in a small town in the Midwest, and uh, we had no place for kids to hang out. <laughs> yeah, and certainly not a combination juice bar and gym. G- where they also do martial arts fighting tournaments? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that comes up. It's also like a really, really cool. It looks more like a, at least to me, more like a roller rink yeah. or a um. Sorry, the, the the thing with the guns where you shoot the like laser tag. Yeah, laser tag. It looks more like a laser tag or roller rink than it does like a gym. It looks like a bowling alley that has a bunch of adjacent things <laughs> on top of it. Yeah. No, yeah, the bowling alley aesthetic. It doesn't have nearly enough like spray painted superhero pictures to be a roller rink, I think. That's true. right. That's it's true. really it's pretty well lit. The walls are are bright. Yeah. Uh-huh. There's lots of padding cuz it is a gym, you know. But only a gym where you gym. where you um hit uh, punching bags and do martial arts fighting tournaments. <laughs> well, there is a balance bar. Oh, that's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. Kimberly, that's like in the intro. Kimberly doing her her gymnastics that she does. Like, does she ever do that other than the pilot? Because I- yeah, no, it's a it's a subplot. Apparently, okay. in the third season of Mighty Morphin Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, she leaves to train for the Olympics. <laughs> I would like to let you know know that. Uh, you know what? I think Power Rangers is going to become the thing that I watch before bed, like to chill out. Oh yeah, it is very much like for me. That's a, that's usually Star Trek TNG. Mm, yeah, Star Trek Star Trek TNG is another thing that I watched a lot of as a kid, but yep. I have like only vague memories of it. But I know I watched like a shit ton of it every time it was on the TV. I was watching that. But yeah, they also did like a Power Rangers marathon on Twitch a little while back. Oh, man. And my friend who worked at Twitch at the time actually got to meet one of the Rangers. I forget who was there. I think it was the Black Ranger, like the oh, original man. Black Ranger. It's, all, it's, only, it's all, only always ever the Green Ranger, dude, because he like does the con circuit. Yeah. 
Well, Trini is uh, unfortunately no longer with us. Yeah, yeah, she died in a car crash in like the really early 2000s. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Yeah, it's actually like really tragic. I will tell you that the main thing that I I always remember are two things about Power, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. One is the Green Ranger saga. Yep. I call it the Green Ranger saga, but it's, I don't even know if it's called that. It's like a five episode arc, right? It is. It takes them a long time to figure out the kid they're going to school with is the evil Green Ranger. Yeah, that's a long time in television. Oh, I'm sorry. It was one solid week of TV. Like, started Monday, ended Friday. Oh, wow. God. That's got a bit. That had to I mean, that's riveting. like a... The only thing that kind of has that same kind of power anymore is like a Steven bomb. Mom, yeah. Steven Universe. You're right. Yeah. yeah. And the second thing I remember is also Green Ranger adjacent. I remember when the Green Ranger... The Green Ranger's power candle went out. And he no longer had the powers anymore, and he became the White Ranger with the White Tiger Sword. Yes, I had a a toy of his of his like talking his talking Tiger Sword. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I also yeah. I did see that that bit. Um, yeah. So the the other thing is like the one thing that I saw in like the rundown of like best Power Rangers moments from Mighty Morphin was. When the like original, when Trini, Kimberly, and um, the uh, uh, one of the other people like left the Power Rangers and they like replaced them, and apparently there was like a bunch of drama around that behind the scenes, and like nobody <laughs> wanted to be on set with each other, so they had to just like film people that look like have doubles, film them from behind, like cut things together, have people voice over other shit, and like a. I apparently was just a massive shit show. <laughs> wow. Really? I had no idea. Yeah, that's what they said, because um, I watched The Entertainment Tonight, 10 Best Moments of Mighty Morphin, and that was... Wow. Apparently, it was just a big... E.T. did a program about Mighty Morphin? I am it's like rather a, shocked. They, it's not a program. It's like a web thing where it's like 10 Best Moments and Mighty Morphin. It's mm. not like... I, w- I wouldn't call it a program. It's like web <laughs> web content. Right. Yeah. I'm. I didn't know why they why the actors left originally. It. I mean, who's to say? Like maybe they just got older. Maybe. I mean, this was another. This was a case of of like the very common. We're going to have people in their twenties pretend to be teenagers. Yeah. Uh huh. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Which gave me real, real poor self image when I was a teenager. Right. <laughs> Like, I don't look like that. What's going on? <laughs> I'm so still so small. I'm so small. Yeah, that's that's a, definitely a thing that that happened. And also, like, everybody's just like so fit. Like, it makes sense, right? Yeah. It's not like one of the, these things where it's like, I'm I look like this. But when I'm a Power Ranger, I look like this. Like, and I can appreciate that. Because it's like not like mm, this is magical, and I'm like, and now I'm better because I'm magical. Yeah, but everybody's just so cut, and it never it like made some. I was just, the first episode of Green with Evil, the first part of that where Tommy and Jason are having that martial arts something. They're like just kicking and punching at each other, like not really doing a whole lot. Yeah, they're in a sparring tournament. You gotta get those points. Yeah, they're in a sparring tournament, and like they're both wearing, like Jason's wearing a red tank top that's got it's cut low. Like 
in the arms like people wear now, which is weird to see that happen back in the 90s. And then, uh, oh my God. And Tommy also has a green one and it's like doing that, but he's got a headband on. And I was taking some notes while I was watching this. And I took some notes on the sound effects because they were really great. <laughs> the sound <laughs> effects you, like, are really good. They're Kia's. The ki- Kia. Yeah, that was awesome. And I thought Tommy Tom- does a little sit. <laughs> he does like a sit Kia. <laughs> I love that. And then Tommy was wearing a headband around his amazing mullet. That kind of reminded me of Rick's hair a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, he also, so I love, like, let's also talk about the fact that this does, like, a thing that was really common in not even just TV, but, like, in 90s media especially, of, like, everyone having a color. Yeah. And they can only wear their own color. Mm -hmm. Because that was, like, a thing that happened in, like, some of the, like, licensed, like, book series that I read that it happened here like there's definitely other times where i can remember where everyone had a color and that was the only color that they ever wore so you know who they were the entire time yeah which is funny during the green ranger saga because they have to try to figure out uh, who, the who the evil green, green ranger, ranger is, is. What? the guy wearing green man yeah i mean <laughs> i mean tommy tommy doesn't start out bad at all he's just like very awkward he's like an awkward kid like the first yeah. conversation he has with kimberly is like painfully awkward and i was like "Mm, is this because he can't act very well or is this like what he's trying to get across i'm unsure yeah while i was watching tommy fight the putties because that was like what rita sent down to see if he would be a good green ranger i was like where's my movie where lewis tan is the green ranger (laughs) (laughs) that would be really good he would actually be really it would be really good right (laughs) so do you want to know why they quit Oh, no. So most of them quit over pay disputes. Austin St. John, Walter Emanuel Jones, and Ty Trong all walked off the show over disputes with their pay. The non-union show apparently paid them less than minimum wage. What? Yeah. And then Billy got, like, David Yost got super harassed over his orientation because they originally said that he quit the show due to pay disputes, but in 2010, he finally admitted that he was like constantly harassed by crew members over his orientation, and they were like, "I don't think a gay here is believable." Uh, oh my god! I kn- I knew that he had come out later after Power Rangers, but I didn't know that that's when they forced him off the show. That's really awful. Yeah, well, it wasn't like they forced him off the show. It was like he quit because he was tired of it. Well, yeah, like I mean, like a, a crew attitude forced him off. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then like the Red Ranger guy didn't get acting jobs for a while. This is like, Mikey, don't do this. <laughs> I'm not. I'm just like, like there was a lot of drama happening behind the scenes, and I mean drama in like a very drama is almost like the wrong word. So there were a lot of things happening. Yeah. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it, but Saban was actually, like, the people, like, the the Sabans are, like, not very good people, and, like, they didn't pay their actors very well, and it's unfortunate. It was a different time. That is really, yeah, you could tell that they were trying to milk stuff. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. They were, like, the, the producing equivalent of a bad landlord. Yeah, no, that's, that's very valid. It's a good way to put it. Yeah, and 
I feel like I've read that they are as people like extremely homophobic and stuff. So like they didn't want to put any of that stuff on their shows. And well, that's weird that they were pretty. They were homophobic, but I sense some extreme sexual tension between Jason and Tommy. Oh, it's there. Yeah, that's they're they're my OTP for sure. Like, listen, they have this handshake at the end of the Green Ranger saga that is like, there's something going on. There. <laughs> Like yeah. literally, but no, this whole this whole Green Ranger thing was a trip, mostly because Tommy's just like this kid, and then he gets put under a spell. But it's not even like at first; it's like he's brainwashed, but then he like totally leans into being evil, which is hilarious. Yeah, he's like he's definitely like my empress. Yeah. Yeah. So he wasn't supposed to be part of the cast either. He was supposed to be written off the show. And then because people liked him so much, they brought him back. Oh, I would have thrown a fit as a kid if there yeah, wouldn't have been a Green Ranger. The, I mean, everybody liked the Green Ranger. He had the cool vest. Thing. Yeah. He had, a, he had the cool vest. He had the cooler outfit. Tommy was actually like, he was like supposed to be the bad boy, I guess. But like, none of them are really like that. No, they're all very good kids. They're all very good kids. He's like, I mean, they're all supposed to have, they're all teenagers with attitude, right? But. Right. <laughs> really good attitudes. I took a screenshot of it because I wanted to remember Zordon says in the very beginning of the pilot, bring us five overbearing and over emotional humans. And then Alpha goes, oh, you mean teenagers? <laughs> <laughs> also, I love Alpha. Alpha five, right? Yeah. I love Alpha so much. Uh, yeah, yeah. Alpha's very good. I yeah. love all the like. I feel like the thing that actually had the most impact on me in terms of like what I like from Power Rangers is all the like minion voices, like all the ways that the minions were, were like, eh, those kind of voices like stuck with me in a weird way. Because that's I like, want to know who did the Goldar voice and was able to maintain that amount of gravel. <laughs> right? <laughs> like Goldar, I remember Goldar so, so well from this show. Um, like, cause he was like, he's like the main baddie, right? It's got this showdown with like Jason in the, during the Green Ranger saga where Jason literally lays down on the fog covered floor and Goldar can't find him. And they're in like a very small room. It's really, really hilarious actually. Goldar keeps stabbing the ground and Jason's like barely rolling out of the way. <laughs> when you're five, I was like, <gasps> It was, that was, like, one of the funniest moments. Other funny moments also included during the Green Ranger saga, the fact that they cover Tommy in cobwebs during, the, like, the transformation into the evil Green Ranger. Like, he's just straight <laughs> up covered in cobwebs. I think that's, that's, that, that scene was directly taken from Super Sentai. I think you're right. Because then the, the person who emerges definitely, like, you can kind of see an outline <laughs> of their face. Doesn't really, doesn't really look like Tommy. No. And then it's just like, there he, okay, no, 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 cut away real quick. It's, there he is, he's there Tommy. There he is, he's got, he's, he's the Green Ranger. He's got, he's got green, green eyes. His eyes are flashing with green. <laughs> he, he does flash green eyes. There's a bit where he, after he gets turned evil, where he confronts Bulk and Skull in an alley. And they're trying to sort of har harass him for something. Oh, because he, because he scared him off from hitting on Kimberly the day yeah. before, mm -hmm. right? And he uses his eye powers to fling them into a dumpster, and they just kind of don't question it. 
God. I know. It's like, like green. He should get his eyes checked. Yeah, it's like green lightning that comes out of his eyes. And like it pushes Bulk and Skull into a dumpster. It it was very good. Also the the like the sword of evil that was this the, the dark sword of evil or is it just the sword of evil? Because it's like really I think it's literal. called the sword of darkness. The sword of darkness. Okay, the evil sword of darkness. There you <laughs> it's go. It's got evil. that. It's got that on it. It'll keep the spell going. Like I guess that's really why they give it to Tommy because it'll just keep him from keep him and and he and he's evil forever if he has it and it's just or it's not destroyed that is that is true but then when they destroy it it completely breaks the spell it does this is like phylactery basically (laughs) yeah a little bit or like um what like the amulet that's that celine has okay yeah 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 it's it's just like here's the sword it's evil and if you have it you are also evil which, I mean, makes they sense. They try to give it a little backstory. Yeah, they do. It was, like, given, <laughs> like, what is that backstory, Chris? Remind me, please. Oh, so Rita had a warrior in the past when she was fighting Zordon, um, who beat a bunch of Zordon's warriors with this sword and then presented it to her as a trophy. And I guess because it beat a lot of good people, then it's an it's evil sword. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, That's how that works. Yeah. And also, I took some more notes as we were going here. Um, there are several occasions in which Tommy just throws that sword at Jason, and it hits him in the chest, and he mm-hmm. just flies backwards. Also, like, the weird contraption that Billy uses to fix Alpha, like, it's just some weird la- hand laser. Yeah. And, like, Billy suddenly knows how to fix an alien robot. Well, okay, Billy makes a flying car. <laughs> <laughs> also, like... They they suddenly know how to do a lot of things, so you know that's, that's true. It's just part of being a Power Ranger. And is Billy missing a bunch of school to fix the command center after Tommy wrecks it? I don't know. Maybe he has like a work study. I I, I cannot get over the flying car. The flying car is hilarious. He may, he doesn't make it as part of like Zordon doesn't give it to him. That's something that he is like a teenager just makes. <laughs> And like the whole the whole conceit of of the Green Ranger saga is that Tommy comes and wrecks the command center, so Zordon is lost right, in space. It was a big question deal. mark. Well, it's like his little his little tube is like a transmitter. Okay, it's like it's like he FaceTimes in. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and then they just he, they lose their FaceTime connection. He just he uh he puts like you know when you sometimes you work at a job and they put like a mobile inhibitor. He just kind of does that. Puts like a mobile inhibitor so they can't find Zordon's signal. They can't find it. And Tommy puts a CD in Alpha's back. <laughs> it's a CD-ROM. It's a CD-ROM in Alpha's back and gives him a virus. Yes. <laughs> at least it's not a floppy disk. We were past that. No, we weren't even there no. at that point. No. Maybe it's a laser disk. No, it was definitely well, a CD-ROM. It was, ROM. It was, little. It was yeah. definitely a CD-ROM. Yeah, and... Like, wrecks shop. Like, Tommy just wrecks shop. And, like, when he's yeah, done, he... he stands in the middle of the control center and laughs evilly for at least a minute. It's it's something. Tommy's evil laugh is, like... <laughs> it's, it's pretty choice. <laughs> it's, you could tell he probably practiced, but maybe yeah, not Yeah, it, it's, it's pretty good. And... You know, I I definitely bought that he was like a bad guy. Like they they sold that pretty well, actually. Like this is also the part where like all the things go wrong, so uh, the Zords get destroyed. 
or supposedly destroyed in a volcano. I, yeah. What is, is this? Because first, Tommy just does a lot of stuff. Like they're fighting Goldar in the first episode and Tommy just jumps up and gets up in the dragon Megazord. No, no, I'm sorry. It's the dino Megazord and like punches all of them with one hit so hard that they fly out of their zords. Yes. But then later, yeah, so they get like chucked into a volcano. Yeah, the Zords all get thrown into like a volcano, so everybody thinks all hope is lost. And Jason gives a really good speech where he says, even if there's a little chance that we could win, we owe it to everybody to try. It's true. I mean, that's pretty good. It is pretty good. Uh, I thought Jason was very inspirational as a child. <laughs> that, uh, that's true. I mean, he, he is supposed to be the leader. He is. Everyone's like, oh man, like, Alpha's broken, Zordon's gone. This green dude, they keep saying, they don't call him the Green Ranger until Jason figures out that he is a Green Ranger, even though he's wearing the same outfit that everybody else is. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, Zach keeps calling him this green guy, the green guy. Okay. Like, he's got a uniform and a sword, a special sword. So... You know, that one that one boggled me. But everybody's trying to just give up. But, you know, Jason says we need to persevere. And that's that's good enough for everybody. Also, how did Rita get a power coin? Not explained. Okay. All right. In in the source material, I don't think that that the Rita Repulsa equivalent had it. I think um, he was just he he wasn't in the in the Super Sentai. The, he wasn't like controlled by. By Witch Bandora. Witch Bandora is Rita Repulsa in Sentai. He is just like another one of the, of the, of the Sentai, but he's just mad at them for some reason. <laughs> I almost like that better. Like, right, like he wakes up because they're, they're like, it's a little bit more Sailor Mooney, I feel like, in Super Sentai, where it's like very much like a we lived 10,000 years ago and now we're here sort of deal. Okay. Mm. So he, he's he just mad at them. them. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's just really grumpy. And so okay. it, it's kind of different. So they, they, I don't know if they, they've worked in a really good explanation because it's just, it, it, it's difficult to, to pull from the source material. Yeah. Like to, to, to mash it all together. And, you know, right. The, she had one. Yeah. It was there. Um, and she had the spell when she could do it. And that's fine. Tommy's evil for a, a whole week's worth of episodes. That's a that's, week of evil. That's a week of evil. And also, at the very end, we pull out everybody's favorite, which is the dragon sword. The dragon sword is so cool. It is so cool. And the flute is super cool. Always. I don't care what anybody yep. has to say about anything. I could make the, that tone on command. The, like, True. The, the Megazord doesn't have like the sword until they... Like, it doesn't have the sword at first, right? I Yeah, I don't know when they get it, but it isn't like every time they call it down from, like, the heavens? Yeah, it's like the yeah. last, it's like the last, it's like the last thing, and whenever the sword comes, they always win. It's like the last thing they, they, cord, they call yeah, down. Yeah, 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 I'm, like, remembering that now. Like, they do some fighting, and then they're like, oh, we're not gonna make it, like, we can't beat the monster, and then they're like, here's a sword, and then they cut it, and they do a bunch of spark spark slashes with it and it's and then we're good to go yeah the power rangers get hit they're wearing like spandex and sparks fly out yeah like you do listen listen it just does it just works 
<laughs> you so, can tell when someone's been hit real bad because they'll fall to their knees and it'll be like it'll be like a sparkler like just going yeah. off like crazy they'll be and like then, oh. they then they don't get but then they won't get back up and then they yeah just that's when you know up. that that one of them's been hurt bad yeah <laughs> can i just tell y'all i've found what episode it was that so entranced me as a child in the vhs it was bloom of doom and i think i found like the original like fox vhs copy oh wow something evil has gotten into kimberly and it's gonna take some serious morphin action to save her during new club week kimberly desperately tries desperately to get students signed up for her garden club but no one is interested everyone wants to sign up for trini's volleyball club instead Taking oh. advantage of Kimberly's jealousy, Lord Zed casts a spell on her, turning Kimberly against Trini in a jealous rage. While Kimberly and Trini are at each other's throats, Lord Zed continues his plan of destruction by creating the deadliest creature of all, a hideous plant monster. This mutant's monstrous pollen can cause a firestorm of astronomical proportions. I don't think a kid would know what astronomical is, but... Can the Power Rangers become friends again and morph into the awesome Thunder Megazord needed to weed out the plant in time to save Earth? Join the Power Rangers fan club. Call 1-800-MMRPR-321. <laughs> right. I didn't make that up. That's also on the, the box. The Bloom of Doom monster was voiced by Alex Bornstein. Who is that? Alex Bornstein's been on a lot of cartoons. Uh... She is, I think, most well-known for being on Mad TV, but she also voiced Lois on Family Guy. Oh, wow. Huh. Huh. Wow. <laughs> she was on Power Rangers, apparently more than once. This Bloom of Doom monster looks incredible. I mean, <laughs> most of those monsters look incredible. It looks kind of Last of Us in a scary way. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Scorpina, like, I was also, when we were watching this, uh, Scorpina, kind of hot. Scorpina, kind of hot. Yeah. 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 <laughs> she, this is like her first, her first appearance and she sticks with the group for a bit. Oh, does she really? She does. And in the middle of the second season, there's just one episode where she's suddenly not there. And then. <laughs> oh, oops. Yeah. In this, in, in, I, I did a lot of original Sentai research and I, I, I also read the first boom trade if we ever, if we want to get oh, to wow. that at some point. I've yeah. Heard, I've I was, heard that's actually pretty good. Would you, tell, would you tell us about what goes on in that comic book? Because I would very much like to know. Sure. It, um, it, uh, Charlie, you would be, you'd be ripe for jumping right in because it, the first trade, I was reading it on Hoopla, which, uh, if you guys use Hoopla, my, my um, library has it. Yeah. Yeah. I freaking love Hoopla. Oh, man. But um, the first trade takes place right after Green with Evil. And it's kind of about Tommy trying to adjust to being on the Rangers. But he keeps seeing a vision and hearing the voice of Rita Repulsa, who's kind of like his like voice of self-doubt. Okay. Oh, God, that's and terrifying. It is. It's, it's, it's a little more serious than the show. And it, it almost hard. deals with like a little bit. Of like, hey, if you're being controlled by like a megalomaniacal evil person, like you might have a little like PTSD sort of stuff from that. Oh, wow. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's just kind of that whole deal. And he finally kind of, and like, because of this and a few other things, like the, the dragon Zord doesn't like obey him for a little bit. And the, like the other people kind of don't trust him to varying degrees. Well, that makes sense. Instead of Jason right. being like, Tommy was like, but after all I've done, and Jason's like, it's fine, shake my hand. Like, <laughs> yeah. right. Instead, they kind of don't trust him, and he kind of earns their trust by the end. And he, 
Liz, like, he really thinks it's it's like Rita trying to control him again for a while, but then he, he realizes that it's kind of a manifestation of his misgivings and his trauma. And he sort of, like, like kind of deals with it and, like, wills it away. That's it was, it, really it was intense. pretty rad. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> sounds really good, actually. <laughs> it was. It, I, I haven't read any more because it's it's still ongoing, and they've got a bunch of the trades on Hoopla and, you know, in comic book stores. But apparently it, it, it is somewhat of an alternate universe. I, I didn't know if it was going to be that way because I think I picked up the Zero issue when it came out. And I was, I was thinking, oh, this could be neat. I thought it would be almost like the WWE comic that Boom does where it's sort of supplemental. Mm-hmm. Right. Whereas this is very much its own story, doing its own thing well, and trying to not be beholden to the, the TV other than the familiar characters. Well, because the thing with WWE is like there's a lot of room for stuff in between oh yeah wwd like they have the storylines but that only happens on like the big events so like there's room for people to go on a road trip which is a thing that happens <laughs> or that is a thing that happens there there's the the shield has a barbecue dennis hopeless is writing that my friend Allie interviewed him really mm-hmm oh cool yeah she writes for um graphic policy and she did a interview Man. Dennis Hopeless is A+. plus. Oh, yeah. I love Dennis. He lives here, and he used to work at the comic book store that I go to. So, I, I, yeah, I love Dennis Hopeless. You should get on that Missouri swagger, Chris. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've definitely already asked a bunch of questions. Good. I'm glad. Uh, I have to get back at Cullen Bunn, because I, I asked a question on, on, on Xavier, or on Battle of the Atom, and he, was, he gave me a real snarky answer. <laughs> <laughs> it was about barbecue in Kansas City, and he's like, Kansas City barbecue is not as good as North Carolina barbecue, which is actually good, so I don't eat it when I come to Kansas City. Wow. Wow. Spicy. Yep, yep. So, how much do y'all remember of the Power Rangers movie? And, like, y'all are a little bit older than me, I think. Yeah, I'm 30. Like, what, what did it look like when that was released like i have a vague recollection of like tie-in stuff at fast food restaurants but i mean it was just the i might be misremembering but the power rangers movie came out in 1995 mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it had some of the second tier power rangers in it correct yeah it had the second group yeah it had johnny on bosch as the black Ra- as the black ranger by this point Johnny and Bosch, who I believe voiced Bash the Stampede. Ooh. And Trigun. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, it's, that is Johnny and Bosch, yes. Yeah, and it had Tommy and Kimberly. Correct. And Billy? Yeah, and Billy. And Yes, and the... Oh, I'm thinking, thinking, thinking. Yes, the <laughs> villain was Ivan Ooze. Yes. Ivan Ooze was very scary to yes. me as a kid. Yes. I, I remember seeing it in theaters. I was on the East Coast at the time because that's where because <laughs> that's where I lived, and we right. saw it at the movie theater on the pier. So I very much remember it. It was it was pretty big. I think like like I think McDonald's had a big promotion with it. Hmm. I think I remember Ivan Ooze like looking at him now, and I was very scared. It's yes. scary. Yeah. No, it's 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 scary. He mind controlled all the parents. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Hmm. Hmm. The Rangers get like really beat bad. Ordering the parents to commit suicide. Wow. 
Oh. But Bulk and Skull save them. Yes. If I recall. Yes. Yes, they do. But yeah, it was very dark when you were, I was, I would have been seven. You know, I really, you know, you're seven years old. You definitely love your mom and dad. Yeah, Yeah, really. You better. You better. Also, they get new Zords. They do. They get the ninja Zords, they right? Get the, yes, mm-hmm. they get new Zords. And um, yeah, they wow, there's a lot of thing going, things going on here. I just pulled up the Wikipedia page. They skydive at the beginning. Gosh. Also. Uh, yeah, I remember it being very dark. I, Ivan Ooze traps Rita and Goldar and Zed inside of a snow globe. Yes, that was the part that I read it where I was like, yes, I remember this scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that was like terrifying to me. <laughs> Yeah, that'll happen. Being trapped in a snow globe. Yeah, I think he did weird ooze stuff that creeped me out. Listen, there was a lot of ooze happening. But yeah, like I don't know, being put in like a weird alternate universe space that you can't get out of is. They actually did that a lot. They put that's where they put Tommy. Oh yeah, like when they kept him in a room. Where it's like Goldar's like, no, you stay here. Like in this the weird fog room that Jason was in. Like it's like it looks like it's a space out of time. <laughs> yeah. So when I was watching the Entertainment Tonight thing, they called that like the dark dimension or something like that. Mm. Interesting. So I don't know if it has like an actual canon name. It's like the Phantom Zone but for Power Rangers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like the yeah, it's like the Phantom Zone. It's the Ghost Zone. But yeah, no, the the the, the movie was definitely a thing, and at that point, I believe. Tommy was the White Ranger at that point. Yeah, Tommy was the White Ranger at that point. Yeah. Yep. When they skydive, he does it with like a snowboard, <laughs> which is so extra. God. <laughs> also, during the Green Ranger saga, I'm just going to come back to that for a second. They all like Bulk and Skull are like in this bus that they like have to save. <laughs> and like Goldar, giant Goldar picks the bus up actually kind of funny like because it's a it's a matchbox car obviously but like it's just there's a lot going on there <laughs> and that's also tommy gets really big at one point and he fights the zord with his bare hands what oh that's right yeah oh yeah it is called the dark dimension by the way that is that's, oh, that's the canon name yeah, good that's to the know canon name for the fog room <laughs> <laughs> The fog room where, where Jason laid still on the floor for a while, and <laughs> yeah. Goldar could not see him. When I had raves, I called my fog room the dark dimension, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it's definitely like every graveyard in a 90s movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's got that heavy, heavy fog. Like, it's a good thing that Jason didn't have any respiratory issues laying on the ground, because he would have been... <laughs> At a bad time. Yeah. This is like it was. It was very fun to like go back and look and like watch this. I'm like this is a fucking trip, my friends. Yeah, it was. It was a fun watch. Um, it was. I might was. dig in a little bit. A little bit more. Yeah, <laughs> I'm definitely gonna have to. Oh man, no. But it's been. It was good. I, I mean, good in the sense that it was good. <laughs> um. So, who is everybody's favorite Power Ranger? I need to know. Oh, man. It would probably... Honestly... Honestly, it would probably have to be Tommy. Yeah. I... After watching this, I thought that Kimberly was the greatest Power Ranger. You're not wrong. Kimberly... 
Kimberly, the only thing about Kimberly is like she kind of does the the like stereotypical like teen girl stuff a little bit. No, you're right. You're right. And that like that trope like bugs me. Yeah, no, that you're fair. That that only came up in Green with Evil when she was kind of trying to get a date. Yeah. With Tommy. With Tommy. Yeah. I just mean so before they before they get there, before they morph, right? They they've there's like the scene where there's their faces interposed on the morpher and they shout out like their yeah. animal zord. She is like the most pumped to be Yo, no, turning it's into her, a pink ranger. It's her. She is definitely and uh Jason. They're both yeah. ready to go. She screams pterodactyl. It's funny in the pilot though because then like after they come back she's like I don't know if I want to keep doing it. And then she does like a psych out though. <laughs> and then Alpha can't handle jokes and he short circuits for a little while. <laughs> don't they do a don't they do a not yeah, in that one? Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good I forgot though. About the not. Yeah, cause 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 Kimberly's like uh pterodactyl and then yeah, that one and then um and then Jason's Tyrannosaurus is good too. Right, Billy just seems a little nervous. Try, try, Triceratops. <laughs> is that is that what's happening? Triceratops. Poor, Mastodon. poor Billy. Yeah, yeah, Mastodon. It was revealed that due to an experience in his youth when he was bitten by a fish during an experiment involving whirlpools, Billy developed ichthyophobia, fear of fish. This fear would affect him well into his teens, and Rita would use a spell to exacerbate this fear. <laughs> When he is the last ranger left able to contend with the goo fish monster, Billy overcomes the spell and then, after helping to free his friends and defeat the monster, completely overcomes the fear itself on a fishing trip with Ernie, the owner of the youth center. Oh, Billy. It's a youth center. It's yeah, not a gym, it it's a youth center. But it's, it's, it's Ernie's juice bar. <laughs> but it's yeah, a youth they, center? They call it the youth center. I kept, I think, feel like when I was a kid, I didn't get that it was supposed to be like a business. I think I thought it was supposed to be like something associated with the school. Well, me too. I thought it was the school gymnasium. And then before, before, and then there was like a juice bar. But it's weird because when Jason like beats Tommy in the sparring competition, and then he's like, I'm going to go take a shower, but I'll meet you guys at the juice bar. They all leave, but the juice bar is like adjacent to where they were just standing. So I got really confused. Yeah. Okay, you want to know something else really weird? Billy Cranston is named after actor Brian Cranston, aka Walt from Breaking Bad, who completed <laughs> some voiceover work for the show. He's so- also Zordon in the new movie. <laughs> yeah, Brian he's Zordon in the movie. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I did know that. I feel like Brian Cranston maybe has a deep love we don't know about Power Rangers. <laughs> Not shocking. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm, I'm fairly certain about that. Yeah, I'm going to have to say the Green Ranger, and I think I like Tommy maybe better when he was the White Ranger, but the Dragon Sword is definitely the coolest sword, so... Dragon Sword's very cool. And yeah. then they, they can combine with a few of the other ones. Yeah. get even cooler. The Dragon, yeah, the Dragon Megazord was, was always the best one. It came out of the water. Yeah. Like, it, it bubbled out of the water. Heck yeah. Yeah. I do feel like, as much as I like tommy's whole aesthetic i feel like if i watched more of it i would like have a soft spot for billy like i can see myself developing a soft spot for the tech guy i think i identify with billy a lot when i was younger because i was a very stereotypical nerd 
So I just, I felt a lot like Billy. Billy also says prodigious a lot. Like that's his cool. Mm-hmm. Prodigious. Um, can we talk about the phrase, the, the made up word that they say? More phenomenal. Please. More phenomenal. <laughs> I like they, it. It's never morphing. There, there's no G at the end of that word. No. No. Even the grid is the morphing one? grid. It's if morphin you... time. It's not morphing time. It's not morphing time. It's morphin time. If you put a G on the end of a word, that automatically makes it less cool. Yeah. As we all know. Yeah, we know that. I'm, I'm too Midwestern for G's at the end of words. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. You're true. You are a true Midwestern. Midwesterner. I live yep. in Ohio, which I don't know if you can count that as the Midwest. I mean, that's but the Midwest. It's it supposed is. to count. It's supposed to count, but it depends on which map you look at. Yeah, it does. It does depend yeah. on which map. You look. Yeah. The Morphin Grid. Yeah. The Morphin Grid, which was like, is like the whole conceit behind it all. Yeah. Man, there's a lot of things going on. <laughs> it's got a, it's got a rich. And then all the episodes whenever all the old rangers would come back. Oh yeah, and there's the one yeah. where the, the rangers. Yeah. It's good. eventually Mighty Morphin. I feel, I feel like we, like I, I, I at also, least I should have watched. Did you guys know that in Power Rangers Dino Thunder, uh, Tommy Tommy Oliver apparently got his doctorate because he's Doctor Tommy o- Oliver. Yeah, in paleontology. <laughs> Was so he, he like actually dinosaurs. in the show then? Yeah, yeah, he was in Power Rangers Dino Thunder. He was the Black Ranger. Huh. With, he, yeah, he was like a teacher at the school and he had this like secret that he used to be a Power Ranger, but then he needed to come back and help the kids. Yeah, that happened. Power Ranger. That's yeah. a name I haven't heard in a long time. A time. <laughs> the Power Rangers. Apparently he also was on a a rather recent season of Power Rangers also. Yeah, I did see that. I'm trying to find out which one it was. They had one where they, it was like a big, like, it was like the Crisis on Infinite Earths of Power, Power Rangers. Rangers. Yeah, where they just had Future an absolute return. ton of them. Tommy will return in Power Rangers Super Ninja Steel. Super Ninja Steel, sorry. Which is the <laughs> new show, or, um, yeah. Is it the new well, one? Well, it's it was the most recent, so I guess this hasn't been updated because it started in January twenty first, twenty seventeen. Okay. However, uh, it was the last season produced by Saban. Yeah. Now I think Hasbro owns it. Yeah, but it it's still ongoing. It seems like. Mm-hmm. So, like Tommy might show up in that. Right, and then eventually, I guess the the upcoming season is Beast Morphers. Would you like to know the um? The conceit behind Beast Morphers? I, I would. <laughs> yes. Set in the future, a secret agency combines a newly discovered substance called Morph X, R-H-A Madrox, with animal DNA to create Power Rangers Beast Morphers team. The Rangers must fight off an evil sentient computer virus bent on taking over the source of all Ranger power, the Morphin Grid itself. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. <sighs> The Morphin Grid? Not the Morphin Grid itself. Oh, it's a my sentient goodness. computer virus. Oh, jeez. The ninjas, Power Rangers Ninja Steel? The Power Rangers are protecting an item called the Ninja Nexus Prism from the forces of Galvanax, the champion of the universe's most popular intergalactic game show. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's the mojo of Rangers? Um, <laughs> we can tell. 
Who wants the prism, which contains six magical ninja power throwing stars, to become invincible? The rangers must ma- master the arsenal of throwing stars, zords, and megazords, all made from the titular legendary ninja steel. Stop Galvanex's warrior contestant center! Oh my goodness. <laughs> Hold on. When a ranger morphs, they use their morphers to create an entryway and pass through the morphing grid to gain their powers. Once a <laughs> ranger morphs and demorphs, the powers that came with it are instantaneously entered into his slash her cellular makeup. Oh, what? The grid also has the power to manipulate matter, both organic or inorganic. In the wedding, Alpha tapped into the grid to produce flowers and clothes. So it's like, what? That's a lot. He, he also used it to create Christmas decorations and gifts in Alpha's best Christmas ever. <laughs> Why didn't we watch that one? Yeah. I, the oh Power my Rangers God. Christmas special? I don't know if that would have been on Netflix. Probably not. Probably that was not. like, I remember that was a separate, a separate tape that I don't think it was even broadcast on TV. Here, here. I'm going to put this in the chat of Alpha getting the command center ready for Christmas. Oh, wow. It's extremely good. That is very good. He, Guys, he used the Morphin grid to make that beautiful christmas tree and wreaths and all these gifts like alpha's good yeah oh yeah alpha's the best like no one ever said alpha was not no, good can, can, can i revise my answer for favorite ranger to alpha <laughs> alpha five alpha five guys would you like to know what galvanax the um the interdimensional tv show host looks like i thought you were gonna say galvanax the extreme <laughs> <laughs> and things have m- never been TV or. <laughs> I I would love to see Galvin X. Okay, <laughs> okay, Mikey. I didn't say it like that, but you know, in case you're bliss. Oh, <laughs> oh, it's all one word. It's not Galvin X. It's Galvin. No, it's Galvin X. Okay. He's he like looks- a samurai. No, robot. you know what he looks like? He looks like a Warcraft character. <sighs> yeah. He's got yeah, not- real Warcraft It's extremely Warcraft-y the armor. Blizzard aesthetic, right? That's true. That's true. How yeah, is he a game show that. host? He looks like he will really fight you. I mean, he does have a bunch of intergalactic warriors. <laughs> oh my goodness, a game show. Yeah. I really want to watch that. Galvanex's warrior contestants sent to Earth. This is a trip. All right. It keeps finding me, guys. I don't keep looking for it. It just keeps finding <laughs> I know. me. I'm really excited about it. It makes me want to watch it. I don't know if there's a way to watch it in America, but the newest Super Sentai is basically Super Sentai Cops and Robbers. <laughs> oh my where God. There are two teams. One of them is or it's called the Lupin Rangers. Yes, like Lupin the Third. And oh one of them God. are called the Patch Rangers, where they're like the cops. But like neither of them are, are particularly evil. They still are fighting somebody else, but they're trying to get possession of something. And the robbers have capes. <laughs> you want to know something? This is not, this is a, maybe a little bit off topic, but um, a friend was telling me about some common Rider series, uh, which Tokusatsu and Sentai are not the same thing. No. And that is very important. But. So apparently there's a series of Common Rider where there's a character and they wanted it to just be Sherlock Holmes. But the 
Sir Arthur Conan Doyle estate would not let them na- let use the name Sherlock Holmes, so he is instead Herlock Sholmes or something oh, like that. that's very good. And, like, he's a Japanese detective that lived in Paris or something like that. But, like, he also knows Sherlock Holmes, but, like, they can't call him by name. So, like, he is canon in the Common Rider universe, which is incredibly <laughs> good. Mm. All right. Galvin X drinks the melted ninja steel. <laughs> as one does. As one, as one does. Oh my god. I mean, I'm fair. Here, he's coughing his beverage. Okay. Oh boy. They managed to put him on the ground, but he says there is more than one way of using the power of the ninja steel while melting the ninja steel with his lance, then drinks all the ninja steel and uses his new powers to put the rangers on the ground. Just on the ground? Like, they're just setting a up. <laughs> I guess. I'm confused by this sentence. I mean, this is from the, the fan wiki, so you know how these things go. That's true. I mean, I could probably talk about this for ages, my friends, but... This is Buckwild. Yeah, that's, everything's that's all I got. about this is Buckwild. Honestly. Watch Power Rangers. I'm gonna watch more Power Rangers. Yeah, watch Power Rangers. You'll be pleasantly surprised. Yeah, you should definitely watch Power Rangers. Go lay on the floor in a fog-covered dark dimension. Don't That's do the that. best way to hide from monsters. That's what I figured out by watching but, Power Rangers. But you have to go to the dark dimension first, and that's bad. That's true. Before we go, though, I'm going, I, will end our, um, I will end our episode today with uh, the rip-off segment I stole from NPR. <laughs> um, so if you have something, that would be lovely. But I'll ask you, because you sprung it on me last week, Mikey, uh, what's making you happy? What's making me happy is, hmm, I mean, other than just like this lovely conversation with Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) y'all. Well, thank you. I am really looking forward to our Monster of the Week game, honestly. Yeah. I can't wait to be a fake dad to... A goddess, more like a what goddess is it? It's the it's what Siren was for a time in X Men. The, 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 the Morrigan, yeah, yeah, mm. to an iteration of the Morrigan who is just pretending to be like a normal teen girl and having like a ridiculous house that we live in together, like an odd couple type situation because that sounds really good and funny and i'm excited for it oh that does sound like so much fun yes i i'm glad you're excited about our monster of the week game because i hope everybody likes it um, meaning i have to sit down and think about it a lot soon chris what's making you happy chris what's making me happy um my little baby is learning how to do little little push-ups almost Aww. and he also likes to grin and coo now and it's getting it, it, babies are really hard at first and mm-hmm. uh so he's getting to the stage where he's being very very cute and uh, that's making me happy um his brother's starting to get used to him too so Aww. my family's making me happy that's fair yeah. you bring you're bringing like this new stage of wholesome to our show yeah I, it's very also, good Shout out to co-host and spouse of mine, uh, Christy, who definitely put the children to bed so I could be on this podcast. Aw, thank you, Christy. Thank you, Christy. Yes. 
Um, very good. Very, very good. Well, that's very nice. Um, I gotta go now. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's how this works. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, things make me happy every day. But it's just like, what is one thing that's making me happy? Oh, okay. This isn't making me happy, but it also is making me kind of melancholy. So today, I believe um, Adam Gorham drew one of his last panels for New Mutants Dead Soul. And it was Aviliana. And he tweeted that he will really miss, like, drawing her because he loves her so much. Aww. And Mm. it was, like, right in the feels. I was like... <laughs> I hope that he gets to draw her again sometime soon. Me too. Yeah. That was really nice to see. And both him and Matt have just been like really, I don't know, just really real people. Like while doing these things, like the way they talk to people and the way that they talk about the characters, like it's just been really nice to see them like go on this like kind of crazy thing with us. Yeah, Dead Souls has been like a delight, though. Even if watching Adam's inking videos is sometimes very stressful. (laughs) Yeah. Because if you didn't know, he traditionally inks, which means that he does everything by hand and just has to accept the failures. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's just been a lot of a lot of joy has gone into this book, even if it made me extremely anxious. From time to time, um, I can tell that both of them love every character that's in this book, and that means a lot to me. So, uh, what's still making me happy is still Lemian's Dead Souls, and it will continue to do so until it is... uh, It will continue to do so even after there are no more issues. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, I guess that kind of wraps us up. Um, I'll have you as the guest. Tell us, Chris, where can people find you? Oh, well, um, if you want to follow um, my podcast, Chris is on Infinite Earths. It's at Chris's pod on Twitter and Facebook. Or if you just want to follow me, which is honestly where more of the more of the tweeting happens. Um, I'm at Strictly Worse on Twitter. All right. And how about you, Mikey? You can find me at Quantum Dot Dot on Twitter, where I tweet about a variety of things such as video games and overhearing announcements for esports ads on the grocery PA system where they had to try to like explain and justify esports which was a thing that I heard with my ears while I was in the freezer section um other than that <laughs> uh you can also find me on twitch.tv slash quantum dot I did not stream last week because there was a Amazon strike but I will be getting back to that by the time this episode goes up, I will have gotten back to it, and I'm going to start playing some more different games on there, and I'm really excited to do that. Yeah. You can find me, and then I'll talk about us. You can find me at Genetic Ghost on Twitter, where I just go off, I guess. <laughs> about, <laughs> about a number of things. Um, mostly it's good content i think i don't know you guys follow me is it good content i think it's amazing content it's good content but i also am biased but also like i have the notifications for your tweets on my phone and sometimes it makes me laugh very much (laughs) 
<laughs> That's very sweet of you. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's good, and you can find us at Young Ones Cast on Twitter, where we just update people about stuff. Um, today I put a tweet out because we are talking to Mr. Tim Seeley in about a week and some change about Shatterstar. Um, so that's fun, and that'll be exciting. If you have a moment, if you would like to rate and or review us on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play, whatever that does on your whatever podcast thing you do, that would be absolutely lovely. Mm-hmm. I'll take valid criticisms also. Yes, absolutely. Please only nice things. <laughs> but yeah, that's been the podcast for today. Yeah, thank you again, Chris, for joining us. Yeah. Oh, thank you for having me. It was very sweet of you guys, and I had a lot of fun. It was a yeah, pleasure. well, thank you. It was it was a it was a pleasure. So I think the only way we can end the episode is by you know just saying it's morphin time. <laughs> Should we do like a three, two, one? I think that would probably be be the best. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. You're responsible for this, Charlie. All right, you're our Green Ranger. Uh, oh, that's a lot of responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Three, two, one. It's, it's morphin, morphin time. time. <laughs> we messed that up. It's okay. It's more endearing that way. Uh huh. <laughs> All right. All right, guys. Bye. 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 Bye.